0: Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, um, we are indeed um, pleased to have uh, Oksana Boyko, uh, social worker and social work educator from Ukraine to join us today with the GISW and the World Social Podcast. My name is Tiong Tan and I'm the chair of the Global Institute of Social Work and we do uh, social work training for those who need it most. And in this uh, difficult time in Ukraine, it is important that we as social workers unite in solidarity to see what kind of uh, support we can give to Ukrainian uh, colleagues in terms of social work training, crisis intervention, disaster preparedness and disaster uh, intervention. So I think um, I want to welcome uh, my co-host today. David Niven.
1: Thank you, Tiong. Um, I'm just delighted that I can speak with Oksana and over the course of this meeting, hear any way that we can help that we don't even know already Um, because it's such a terrible thing going on. I think people will just be so appalled with what's happening. So anything we can do to help and understand the situation better.
0: That's right. I think we basically like to understand from the Ukrainian uh, social workers' perspective. And with us today is uh, Dr. Oksana Boyko, the Associate Professor from the Ukrainian University. I will ask Oksana to introduce herself and tell us what's the situation in Ukraine and the social work response.
2: Thank you very much, dear colleagues. Uh, I'm really delighted and grateful uh, for your introduction to the interview to uh, inform the international community, international social work community on what's going on and on the situation in Ukraine. Uh, Right now, So we have uh, already more than 46 days of Russian invasion into Ukraine, which is actually real. Russian war against Ukrainians, and which is already uh, accepted and acknowledged as a genocide against Ukrainian people because during the war, uh, so there are usually some rules, even, yeah, but here these rules are broken, yeah, in terms of um, any human rights or whatever. Uh because there are a lot of civilians uh which were killed, tortured, uh because they are U- just of the fact that they are Ukrainians, children, elderly, women, and etc. So and t- so just peaceful local communities that didn't participate in any, they didn't that were um, without any weapon. Yeah, so they in all the places where Russian troops were uh coming, so they were destroying um First of all they were killing uh, civilians uh, especially men uh, uh, males between 16 to 80 uh, and uh, 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 raping children and women uh, especially young uh, women so and it's it's an awful disaster what is happening here right now so for the more than 40 46 days already of the war uh, we have uh, a real humanitarian crisis all over Ukraine in uh large cities in small uh, towns as well as in villages and uh, we have uh, the situations where in in most places it is not allowed by Russians uh, by Russian troops no. to create uh, the humanitarian corridors so as we could help people um, leave or flee uh, the uh, cities and towns and uh, villages yeah which are severely bombed just to say right now that we are um, uh, the whole um, territory of Ukraine right now is uh, um, from the air and from the ground is being bombed, shelled, uh, and there is a lot of shooting, so we have extremely uh, dangerous uh, uh, places, extremely ruined places with, uh, uh, according to statistics, more than 1,400 bombs uh, were put on Ukraine uh, for this uh, period uh, up to today. Uh, which is larger than in, in in Afghanistan for five years, yeah. So um, as, uh, for Syria, sorry, for uh, several years. And you can only imagine the ruins here, the uh, tragedy, uh, the grief and bereavement when we start right now from from the places that which were uh, left by Russian troops. So we see a lot of uh, uh, tortured, killed, raped. And those people who were fleeing as refugees uh, to the neighborhood countries, they also witnessed a lot uh, of different uh, tortures um, and um, deaths of civilians. uh, And it's, it's a. It's a huge disaster right now what we are having because even in more or less, uh, um, let us say, as we say, peaceful um, places where there is no active uh, battle uh, or there are no active battles uh, right now, even they are being bombed uh, and shelled, um, in, especially at nights usually at nights and early in the mornings when people are sleeping. So there are no active uh, battles there, but still they are being bombed and shelled. And um, uh, moreover, we have situations across Ukraine when these bombings are on um, oil... Um, Containers, yeah, on food, uh, uh, food, uh, uh, the places where food is uh, stored, yeah, some large storages, which me uh, on uh, the equipment which helps us to uh, work with the ground because now it's spring and you know that uh, Ukraine is one of the countries uh, delivering food to the other countries, growing and delivering a lot of food to the other countries, and they are being destroying this for purpose, just for purpose, so as uh, to even. Um, more create even larger humanitarian crisis, uh, to, you know, so as to. Even to hunger, yeah, because right now we have a lot of shortage of uh, food in uh, some uh, areas of Ukraine. Uh, If I talk about uh, such uh, well-known already, uh, with uh, unfortunately, yeah, uh, cities and towns like Mariupol, uh, Chernigiv, so like um, Kherson, Kharkiv. Uh, Kharkiv is, uh, is Mariupol is the uh, most severe uh, in terms of humanitarian disaster situation because uh, approximate numbers of people who died uh, actually uh, Tens, thousands of uh, civilians who died of hunger, who died of uh, lack of water. Uh, and, uh, the Russian troops, they didn't allow humanitarian corridors there. What they are doing now, they are just uh, making humanitarian corridors to their own territory, to the, to Russia. Yeah. And they present it as uh, propaganda for propaganda TV as, uh, uh, the picture that they are saving Ukrainians, uh, from Ukrainian army. Yeah. And the image of, uh, so-called Bandera was created that he as a myth, myth's uh, personage. So it was a historic. This personage has been existing in history of Ukraine, but he has died many years ago. He's been killed actually. Yeah. But they believe that he is uh, alive. And he is here and they are looking for him and they are calling everyone to be his followers. And uh, therefore, they have their mission to save Ukraine from Nazis, as they say, but they do behave themselves as Nazis, yeah, uh, the, even worse. Because people who survived the Second World War, they say that they didn't suffer such uh, hu- such you know horrific things which they saw or witnessed uh, uh, with with Russian troops uh, uh, during the recent days. If you ask me about the response of social workers, I would like to say that the uh, maybe the most um, the challenge number one for social workers is to work within this situation because it's not a crisis it's not a disaster but it's war and when you are within the war you have to protect uh, your own family you have to take care of your own family you have to think how to survive yourself And at the same time, you have to think about your clients, uh, people with disabilities, elderly people, orphans, uh, you know, all those people who cannot even in peaceful time uh, to defend themselves. This makes the situation even much worse. Because of course uh, we had um, some trainings, we had some you know um, it, uh, some workshops on uh, loss and bereavement, on working with uh, uh, violence, yeah, rapes and violence and uh, tortures, because uh, you know that the first invasion that Russia has made was in uh, back to 2014, yeah. And we had, since that time, we had uh, quite a well-developed network of uh, people, uh, international, uh, uh, national organizations, volunteers movement in Ukraine, NGOs created at the time which were functioning quite efficiently and which were meeting um, our, the most vulnerable population's needs uh, much quicker uh, in terms of response than the state, yeah, uh, honestly. Uh, but um, right now, the situation is that, you know, at that time, there was small part of Ukraine in the war and the rest of Ukraine wasn't in the war, wasn't bombed and shelled. Right now, the whole Ukraine is in fire. And uh, it's um, exhausted because, uh, you know, that there are uh, over... Uh, approximate number of people who flee, who were fleeing their homes from Ukraine, uh, in Ukraine uh, and outside together. So the number is around 15 million. So 15 million people left their own homes because of the war, and they continue fleeing because actually we still uh, are having uh, uh, very severe battles at the south and uh, east of Ukraine uh where more and more crisis, humanitarian crises are, are created and uh, actually it's uh, the number is uh, growing yeah uh, some people so uh, some people have crossed the borders uh, we have approximate five million people so four and uh, four and a half million people who crossed the borders and were fleeing from the war uh, to the other countries uh, but the rest is in Ukraine. Um, you know, they were based uh, themselves themselves were fleeing to the western Ukraine, which seemed at, at the beginning safer place. But still, now it's, it's still being bombed and shelled. Yeah. So maybe not so severely as in other places, but still. So it's a kind of you know the war is usually ex- ex- uh, it's exhaustion of um, everything of all resources. Yeah. But especially it's besides the tragedy it's the exhaustion of all resources and uh, all um, uh, all, all. but nevertheless we uh, as ukrainians uh, we have our own history uh back to many yeah many hundreds years ago yeah uh, of living in between, yeah, and having a lot of invasions, uh, but this time, uh, it's so many invasions. They also have been, you know, to kill us as the nation. Yeah. But this time it's, uh, um, it's extremely evident from what, uh, what they are doing. Uh, because they prepared their um, population in Russia, yeah, to their, um, in, uh, while doing their propaganda, that they prepared them to perceive everything, uh, that they fight with the. um, very bad people here in ukraine yeah but uh, very bad people that these are we yeah people who know ukrainian language who care uh about our culture who develop it who are very peaceful actually and helping each other yeah and who are working hard uh yeah to uh actually to live to thrive and to help others this is uh these we are ukrainians yeah but uh and it's um, the fact uh, of of everything what is going on. We have a lot of tragedies uh, within uh, our own country because of the fact that we have a lot of relatives. Many Ukrainians have a lot of relatives in Russia. And they started calling from the beginning of the war and telling We will come to save you. We have come to save you. Uh, Do not worry. We will save you. They don't bomb uh, peaceful citizens, civilians. They just bomb, uh, you know, war objects, but uh, military objects. But what we see now that uh, it's it's just a total, you know, um, absolutely another picture. And the most fainting point is that um, they create the picture in propaganda, which uh, they make everyone in their own country, but also the most horrifying outside their own country, that the people in different countries, they believe and trust, you know, these words uh, that they are saying that here we have nazis uh, here we have uh, i mean ukrainians are the most peaceful nation in terms of uh, you know even accepting all those people any kind of nationality any kind of uh, we have a lot of i can say you as uh, as a pro- professor yes as associate professor i've been working in uh, um the school of social work um, um, My School of Social Work is uh, the first one created in Ukraine uh, within the EU-supported project uh, more than 26 years ago. And this is the place where social work uh, has been started in Ukraine as uh, academic discipline. Yeah, And um, then was disseminated across Ukraine. And I'm a graduate myself from master program in social work and also from PhD in social work. I'm a holder of the first uh, PhD diploma in Ukraine, PhD in social work, I mean. And I'm very proud of it. Yeah, we have a huge history of of, uh, of relationships of of development, actually, social work. Uh, I am myself um, already for 20 last years. For the 20 last years, I'm an educator, researcher, uh, social work practitioner, expert in different international projects, but also a lecturer myself. So I'm teaching international social work, social entrepreneurship, international organization social work and social work. then the community social work. And what I see now, I mean, what I'm really very much frustrated with, the response of international many international organizations on this crisis, on, on the war, not crisis, but on the war. Because uh, people in Ukraine, so they are uh, volunteering, they are creating humanitarian hubs themselves. They are thinking about the architecture of humanitarian aid themselves. They are arranging and helping you know like you know it's like a self-help uh, at the national level i would say if you ask me about contribution of uh, social workers we have public or state social workers working for the state services but also we have very well developed um, social workers uh, network uh, working for international and national Uh, non-governmental organizations, national, local, non-governmental. And I would say that uh, a huge part of the work uh, is uh, done by um, these international and national NGOs. Uh, This is the specific of Ukraine that we have it quite well developed and more flexible in terms of uh, responding to the needs of vulnerable populations. yeah. But also the state, w- what does the state do right now? So they um, uh, created uh, also their like, hubs for uh, I- forced displaced people and they register them and they provide them with relevant kind of referen- references so as they could receive some humanitarian support and they refer them to the places of accommodations. Uh, but uh, if we Think about if you speak about such large cities, which are hubs for uh, people fleeing from the country abroad, like Lviv, for instance. Yeah, or like um, Lviv is one of them. Actually, it's the, the largest hub for uh, receiving all types of fleeing people and then sending them abroad because of uh, its um, uh, what do I say? Its location. Yeah. So. There, there is a lot, uh, there are a lot of uh, national and international NGOs, local NGOs working, and they are creating and coordinating all activities. Yeah, this, the. So, uh, the state is a bit aside but they do a lot of work yeah a lot of work in terms of mm, placing people you know providing accommodation or shelter uh for a short or long time mm, helping with humanitarian aid uh, like for the f- the first uh, needs yeah to to respond to the first needs helping with uh, finding tickets and moving further uh counseling a lot of counseling um, unfortunately yeah so we have right now a lot of uh, uh so people who witnessed uh, but also who survived yeah rape uh, violence survivors torture survivors uh, um amongst them there are a lot of children uh and it's um, something that we were not quite well prepared to address um and um, Although we have together with psychologists uh, and social workers, we are cooperating uh, and um, trying to provide this counseling, but still... Uh, The point uh, that we are within the war, yeah, and uh, have to provide, we are experiencing uh, all most of the things, yeah, similar to our clients, yeah, uh, this makes it even much, much harder, yeah. So there is a a need for supervisions and more more extensive supervisions. Um, But actually, there is a lack of them, yeah, because of the time, because of uh, opportunities. Most of my colleagues, for instance, uh, they didn't have access to internet uh, electricity for a long time uh, some of them were in those areas uh, uh, some of when even they were le- leaving uh, the areas which uh, were under the uh, battles yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they uh, in in distant rural areas where they are staying now. Also, we don't have internet, for instance, uh, quite often or not very well connection to uh, have online sessions with students or to yeah, to, to participate actually equally yeah um, in in all the process right now processes right now yeah maybe yeah if you want to ask something maybe you would ask and I would answer some specific Thank questions.
1: You. John, can I ask a question or two? Yeah. Okay, Oksana, I've got no problem with accepting everything you've said to me. Um, um, The Russians are behaving like wild animals. The horrible things that are going on, we are accepting your side of things completely. What I would like to ask, though, for two things. Chong mentioned that I run, and will put this out on, it's the Social World podcast, uh, not the World Social Podcast, Social World podcast, and it reaches quite a lot of people. And I want this to be the voice of Ukraine. I want people to hear, and I will try and get, even get it into Russia if I can, you know, just to, just to get it to the ordinary citizens of all the countries. And the other thing I've done, and I wanted to ask your opinion on this, I've, le- I've talked to our government here in the UK um, about a plan I had, a proposal I had for uh, care workers who are fleeing themselves, who are refugees themselves to be embedded with social workers in the UK to work with unaccompanied, vulnerable refugees, whether it's children or vulnerable adults. And I've had a, a lot of NGOs have agreed to support this up to now. But it's just going to be a question at the end of the day of money and resources. But the most important thing is two things. Firstly, the voice of Ukraine, which you are helping me with. And I would like this to be a regular thing so I can keep pushing out, pushing out, pushing out what's happening right from the source. But secondly, also, if I can, continue to ask um, our people here if they're willing to go along with the plan, because I think to have something from home, to have a Ukrainian working with social worker wouldn't be so much more better. It would be so much more um, helpful if rather than a UK social workers just trying to work with children, they would be good, but they wouldn't have that intimacy that home would bring them. And I, I, I just need to sort of try and work out that plan. I'm just giving you a heads up about what we're trying to do. But like I said, if you're willing, I'm more than willing to do a regular um, podcast like this update from The Voice of Ukraine and actually push it as far as I can and as widely as I can. And that would be my, my contribution, if, if you would agree. I hope you I would hope, support that, John.
0: Um, Dave, can we keep that to the later part? Let's focus on uh, what the international community can do uh, specifically for Ukrainian social work and social work situation. We'll, we'll come to your, your concerns.
2: Okay, please go ahead, I'll wait. Shall I respond right now or later on? Just
0: uh, just, just yes. a bit later because okay. I think i like to wrap this part up to say what should the uh, international social work community do in response and okay. what are some of the voices that needs to be heard, which is what David is alluding to.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much, Uh, So, what uh, can the international community do? So, what I would like to uh, say about uh, and to mention about the solidarity and support with Ukrainian social work educators from the School of Social Schools of Social Work. Uh, The initiative, which has been launched by Professor Daria uh, Zavirshak, the president of the East European Sub-Regional uh Association of Schools of Social Work and uh she has launched it uh, starting actually immediately after a few days uh, the war started in Ukraine uh me and my colleagues uh, have known professor Daria Zavirshik for 26 years already yeah uh because she was um, uh, she and Shula Ramon Shulamit Ramon uh so they, they from the UK um, they were starting uh, launching social work uh, as an academic discipline and as a profession actually in Ukraine uh back to more than 26 years ago so that's why so we uh, kept this net uh, network and cooperation since that time uh yeah and uh, supporting each other so professor Daria Zavirshak initiated this solidarity and support uh with social work educators um where she invited uh, representatives uh, from the um uh, boards of uh, uh, international association of schools of social work also there was the uh, uh, president of uh, the um, uh, east european association of schools of social work present they were also at this me- at these meetings uh so these meetings participating uh, a lot of uh, um Uh, Educators, leading educators, leading schools of social work from uh, such countries uh, uh, like uh, Cyprus, Georgia, Germany, Israel, Kosovo, Poland, Portugal, uh, Slovenia and UK, of course. Yes, and from UK parties, there are a lot of uh, uh, well-known social workers and social work educators. are engaged uh, such uh, besides of uh, Shulamit Ramon, uh, so we also have uh, uh, Lena Do- Lena Domenelli, and um, you know, we also have uh, Jane shares and Jeff Jeff Cox and uh, many others joining. Yeah, if to talk specifically about UK, so also the this initiative uh, so um, uh, brought us together. So every we have weekly meetings where we are identifying the uh needs of uh, uh Ukrainian social work uh, community uh in terms of um education, um support um with uh, some uh humanitarian support, um supporting with some resources, uh uh also the uh, we have prepared uh together uh the draft of the letter to OCHA, uh, international humanitarian uh, organization, the UN organization for humanitarian assistance, uh on this with a briefing on the situation in Mariupol. Uh, and in other cities asking, uh, so asking the um, UN to turn attention to this and to ensure and to ask, uh, to ensure humanitarian corridors. Uh, so for, for the people who are suffering there. Uh, also the West, so uh, the. Um, We have planned a range of workshops already based on the uh, needs assessment among social workers. Uh, Empirical, I would say, so so what uh, we can do right now, we are asking uh, people whom we work with, uh, uh, for instance, uh, me and my colleagues, we are cooperating with the the Ministry of Social Policy, Ministry of Healthcare. So we asked about their needs of of their uh, staff, and uh, the first workshops would be on uh social work uh within the war situation so it's a kind of help the uh, help the helpers yeah uh, serious launching this series of help the helpers but also there would be the the next workshop plant would be on uh, how social work how social workers can work with uh, uh, refugees um, uh, ex- who experienced um, or who are survivors of rape violence and tortures <clears throat> and so we had a lot of um, also discussions around some uh, themes because the themes are being brought by the weekly uh updates with news uh, and with uh, uh updates on on the the needs uh also uh, uh- uh, we have a lot of different uh, types of resources sent by our colleagues uh, on working with uh, various populations articles uh, social work, uh, on social work and war issues uh, as well as on loss and bereavement and uh, other issues that we are facing with right now. And uh, I would say that this uh, uh, cooperation has uh, has been helping a lot. Uh, yeah, because we felt that we were not alone, uh, that we were together. Uh, the international community is with us. Um, also, the after the first meeting, the uh, East European and uh, sub-regional East European Association of Schools of Social Work they prepared uh, the like statements on the situation in Ukraine. Uh, which were placed on their uh, websites, uh, yeah. Um, so in in support and in solidarity, yeah, uh, with Ukraine. Um, in terms of. Um, but also, I know that there are a lot of uh, um, social work practice, uh, yeah, or field uh, organizations. So they are present here. I mean, international, large international organizations which are working, uh, especially in, at the border of Ukraine and Poland. And at the borders of Ukraine and other countries, uh, yeah, Um, Hungary, Ukraine, Hungary, Ukraine, Slovakia. So we have uh, a lot of people working uh, with, with and together, yeah, um, along with uh, the international organizations representing social workers. Um, If um, in terms of what uh, can be done by the international community, um, so first of all, maybe because we don't have uh, uh, such an opportunity right now. Or, yeah, if you're asking me what social workers are doing inside and outside, I can tell you what they can do inside and outside. Uh, maybe not so much, because uh, I yeah, um, unfortunately we have lack of uh, resources to conduct any research right now. We yeah, have to identify uh, uh, due to the lack of access to internet, due to the lack of due to the places that we are ourselves uh, um uh, forced migrants right now for forced forced uh, uh refugees uh, actually people who are fleeing from the war so maybe the international community can uh think about um some studies on uh, making needs assessment of ukrainian refugees fleeing to their countries and thinking about uh uh, how to better meet these needs yeah because uh without the uh without the understanding these needs of course uh we we cannot plan in social work any kind of support, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I have a lot of um, my my students, for instance, and a lot of colleagues who are working right now uh, in providing psychosocial support, uh, psychosocial support to fleeing populations. And they also uh, claim that they uh, were unprepared to such massive uh loss and bereavement issues, yeah, especially if you think of uh, trauma issues. Um so maybe some uh, also some range of uh open Workshops or series of workshops on uh, social work and uh, loss and bereavement, on social work and uh, work with uh, social work with those who survived um, tortures, uh, uh, rapes and violence, war during the war, especially during the war. Yeah, Uh, actually, I saw uh, a lot of uh, things at the uh, website of uh, Global Institute for Social Work. A lot of courses, but I didn't see. And if you maybe you would say not explain, but maybe you, I was wrong. I didn't see any on the war. I just saw on disasters. Uh, and uh, you know, if I think about disaster management right now, I uh, I understand disaster uh, as uh, something that happened at one part part of the country, and the rest of the country is okay. But if I if I'm thinking about Ukraine, uh, I can say uh, this is. Uh, you know, it's the whole country is in uh, in this situation, yeah, in the that war is um, even worse than disaster itself. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of requests from social workers on um, preparing them how to help. Uh, clients of social, the clients of social work when you are yourself, yeah, in, in the situation of war. Yes. And uh, thus, for instance, we have, uh, in um, those parts where there are severe, uh, battles, we don't have any social workers and people are surviving just, you know, um when humanitarian aid is coming if it is allowed if not uh, if it is allowed by russians if not so they are just uh, starving and dying yeah so and it's um, this is you know something that uh, uh, makes the situation quite different from the usual disaster yeah ordinary disaster whatever If you ask me about another, so what kind of support, um, what else can be done by international community, uh, I would be uh, asking, because I asked many of my colleagues uh, on this, uh, about preparing some safety places for people who are fleeing to your countries uh from Ukraine. So prepare some places where they can come together for self-help groups. So to promote uh, and to support self-help movements uh, for uh, Ukrainians fleeing to your countries uh, in the time of war. Uh, and actually this would be the most powerful tool for them to um get adopted to a new situation to a new situation in a new country, to a new cultural um environment uh and um uh, but as well as uh, to work through some um uh, really painful uh memories uh, to talk them through yeah um so um, uh, as well as uh, um if you have um uh, an opportunity, so do tell as many people as you are able to uh about what is going on here in Ukraine. That it is real war and we are not Nazis, we are a peaceful nation, but we are now uh going to be smashed uh, as the nation, as uh, you know, as as the country. Because uh Putin and uh, his uh, mm-hmm. people, so they didn't uh, believe that we are the nation. Though we have the history, you know, centuries uh, already. Uh, which proves uh, the opposite yeah uh, so also sharing social work knowledge yeah uh, as much as you are able to on how to respond to this um, situations of war so social work and situations of war yeah so with uh, all types of uh, populations uh, especially with disabled for instance people um, with um, children elderly people Um well, maybe yeah. We have actually a lot of uh, other uh, things which we are discussing uh, at a weekly basis. Um, in uh, in the UK, this initiative is called uh, support initiative is called. Um, social work for peace uh, initiative and it is led by Lina dominelli but in wider sense uh, so we have this weekly me- meetings uh, where the international community from all the schools of social work comes it's a solidarity and support with ukrainian social work educators from the schools of social work so we uh, uh and it is uh, uh, being coordinated by professor daria zavirshik uh, and uh, from uh, uh, the international community side uh, from ukrainian side it is coordinated by me um so we are in contact uh, here in ukraine uh, with uh, because uh, for instance uh, me and my colleagues we have quite a well developed network for the last uh, over 26 years and uh, uh, of graduates of partners of uh, colleagues um, uh, social work practitioners yeah because we are also uh, all of us are working uh, as social work practitioners in parallel with teaching we don't have any pure uh, academic teachers for instance in my schools of social work yeah uh, in other uh, departments, uh, maybe some, not maybe, but some other situation, but in uh, in our school, we uh, all practice social work, yeah, and work in parallel with other uh, organizations, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, maybe if you want to ask. Sana, some...
0: I really appreciate that um, it's a difficult time and especially social work uh, can come up and rise up to uh, support uh, uh, your own country within and also uh, social workers in the community uh, outside be in solidarity with uh, social workers in Ukraine. And I think um, what you have been saying in terms of the, in the workshop to reinforce the social workers to deal with such difficult situations of. Uh, crisis, trauma and uh, intervention in such a war situation. I think it's a very unique situation and our hearts go out to you. Um, As you say, the Global Institute of Social Work has training online in disaster preparedness as well as in crisis and grief counselling, which you have uh, mentioned, and also trauma. And I think that will be an area that if uh, there's something that we can do, we'll be happy to support. And I think now maybe it's good time, uh, uh, if you would like to answer David's question, which is, uh, he would like to have a voice for uh, Ukrainian social workers on his program, and then the support for the refugees, whether they are Ukrainian social workers, that we can work together.
2: The can I, can I answer yeah. Dave? Please, yeah.
1: yes, I'm, yeah. I'm listening.
2: Yeah, thank you very much, uh, dear Jung. Thank you. Yeah, for, uh, uh, I would like to say many, many yes uh, to the uh, suggestion made by uh, Dave. And I think it's extremely important that everyone, uh, I mean, uh, uh could say a, a word, yeah. So from different roles, from the role from social worker's perspective, from the social work student perspective, from the volunteer perspective, from working in this uh, hard situation, from uh, from the survivor perspective, those people who survived, they have really, um, I mean, very life stories which uh, needs to be heard, yeah, because uh, they the, they are alive people and they they are telling their narratives uh, which. Are which have sometimes say more than uh, yeah, any video in the world you yeah, just uh, to listen to someone's story and we have a lot of such stories already I so we we have a quite a wide network um, of um, different uh um people as i said and uh, actually i can uh, ensure for instance and support this initiative together with my colleagues uh, inviting different people to contribute uh, to these uh, voices of ukraine or voices of ukraine during the war something like this or yeah yeah as we as we say it uh, because uh, um, we have uh, for instance people working in these humanitarian hubs who are collecting, you know, hundreds, uh, thousands of stories already, yeah, Uh, since the war has has begun. Uh, We have, uh, uh, I think that each voice is extremely important to be heard. Uh, If I would start telling you, I mean, it's uh, like, you know, I have bumping all all over my, uh, yeah, goose bumping all over my Mm -hmm. body when I started just to remind, yeah, refreshing my mind. All those stories. Social work educator, for instance, a lecturer who is uh, saying that, who is in Kiev now and who is saying that the only thing, and she is a cancer survivor. Yeah, so the third, uh, we have different stages, but so she's been uh, operated, but now she can, she uh, has come through five. Chemotherapist, uh and she was to come over the sixth, but then the war came. So now she is in between. Yeah, because she she cannot continue. She should start from the very beginning, but she is very weak. And she says to me that the only thing I'm dreaming, uh, so as I couldn't um, as as soon as I would be under the shelling, so as I could die. At one time not uh, to my parts to be broken yeah so because yeah. We, she saw and we all saw how it can be yeah the social the uh, head of the center for social services in lugansk uh, yeah which was brought to ukrainian territories actually but she was uh, working in uh, Severodonetsk, yeah, in in this eastern part. And she was one uh together with the 93 years old lady for the whole block of flats in Severodonetsk, where there was no gas, no water, no I mean, and she was laying uh when the bombing was and she was not going to the shelter, but just laying and praying, yeah, that she wouldn't be killed. And she was saying that she wouldn't survive when I was calling her. She was saying goodbye to me. yeah or many stories from mothers with children, many stories of children orphans, many stories of uh, um, I, I, we can invite, for instance the um, uh, person who's been for six years a child ombudsman. Uh, national the ombudsman of uh, children rights uh, and and he has his own large NGO right now in saving children especially disabled children from the hot spots of Ukraine and he can he has collected bunch of stories so actually to share so we can make really a lot of uh, um, uh, I mean a lot of voices to be heard and they should be ensured yeah and it's it usually, it works even more than some kind of piece of paper with the information.
1: Oh, the, the, the media is honestly, uh, to my mind, it's the best shop window if you can get it to people. I, I will take the stories and put them out as widely as I can, and I'll put them to online social work magazines, online, anywhere. The, I just worry about the millions of people who are being, um, attracting, attracting, um, organized crime um to take to take advantage of vulnerable children, whether it's to do with trafficking, to whether it's to do with all the other things, that this needs this is another huge problem, as well as all the major things going on inside Ukraine. There are people like wolves waiting at the borders to, to sort of grab children and others and women. And I think we've got to keep the voices talking about this and we've got to keep help in our country which I will do if I not I can't we can't do it now but if I email you and ask for you to give me some times and things and suggestions and all that I will take on board everything that you suggest and we'll try and get a regular program put out to be another voice I, I, I may only be a small part of things but I just want to do as much as I can
2: Thank you very much Dave yes it's it's really thank you so much for such uh, yeah for for this uh, offer and actually for uh, raising the human trafficking prog- problem because it's a challenge number one right now and uh, mm-hmm. more and more people are getting engaged and i know from the people working at the borders uh, that uh, they work um, i mean these people these cr- criminals they work uh, uh, so they steal children from the streets, but they also work intensively on the borders. So they, you know, share different types of handouts uh, as if they are volunteers helping to move further across Europe. But then they take passports uh, from women with young, especially from young women with children, and they, yeah. So there are a lot of c- cases uh, recorded, and uh, if uh, it's again to be added to the point, uh, what international community can do, actually. To uh, ask uh, your international, your uh, national organizations working on human trafficking, yeah, to be um, responsive and to be supporting uh, those volunteers who are working with uh, refugees at the borders, especially, yeah. So when they are crossing the borders, it's extremely important to provide them with relevant. Uh, like handouts and talk to them, because many people in such a stress they even cannot understand uh what they read the The, the best thing is just to talk yeah about, and yes. warn yeah yes.
0: okay. Oksana, are you are you in yeah. Kiev?
2: Uh, I, no, I'm not. Uh, I, I am originally based in Kiev yeah, in yeah. peaceful time. Yeah. And uh, my university is one of the oldest ones in in Ukraine. Okay. Uh, but uh, now I am at Western Ukraine uh, okay. in a village uh, together with uh, many people who, in internal, let us say, forced, yeah. uh, um, internally displaced. Yeah. Um, I hope
0: you are keeping safe. And there are many people already internally displaced like you say
2: yeah huge number and several uh, european countries if we count in in this yeah so we have some european countries five four to five millions and if you think about 15 several countries yeah just uh,
0: moved
2: from there left their houses Hmm. and some most of us okay
1: i was going to say quickly to tiong if you send me the Audio as soon as you're able, I'll I'll try and get it out as soon as quickly as I can. Sure,
0: Um, I think by tomorrow because tonight I will do some editing of the uh, of the video and then I'll send you the link and I can send uh, uh, David the audio. Um, The the is that at the end uh, we want to um, say that the international community is with you. It's not an easy but I think if we have solidarity, um, IASSW, IFSW and Social World Podcast Global Institute, we will hopefully be your voice and so your support. So thank you very much, Oksana, for taking this time to share please give
1: our very, very best wishes and our love and care to all your colleagues and say that we wish we could do everything we could. I'm sure there's always more.
0: Thank you. Uh,
2: Thank you so much, dear colleagues. Uh, Thank you for your uh, attention and consideration to uh, the war in Ukraine, to what is going on. And thank you for being where you are and doing what you are able to to support us. This is extremely important right now. And it gives us strength and resilience uh, to continue uh, living. Yeah, to continue uh, not just surviving, but also to continue living. Thank you so much.
0: Mm -hmm. Take care. Take care. i will be in touch.